Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how you good doing? Good morning. Uh, this morning, we're uh, in the middle of December, around, I think this airs on the 13th, and uh, halfway through the month toward Christmas, so another couple of weeks. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> we uh, are, you know, praying everybody has a, a great month and enjoys the month, and uh, next two weeks will be really, hopefully, really fun for you. And uh, we know we we really work at it to make it fun and enjoyable. And why not? You know, absolutely, such, yeah. Such a beautiful time. Um, we're we're uh, in a series, a new series that we started Monday uh, on hearing God's voice, and uh, we've discussed uh, that He tells us that uh, if we have a heart to, for truth, we will hear His voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said today, as you hear his voice, which he implies, it's normal that I'm right. s- I'm speaking because the word there is now, uh, and the now is all the time. So now, and ten minutes from now, and an hour from now, and now, now, now. It's now when you hear his voice. Uh, don't neglect the opportunity to hear his voice. Uh, which, mm-hmm. if we don't see, our heart gets hardened. And harden means we just get more resolute about what we're going to do and actually cause uh, and live in more trouble and get a little bit frustrated with that trouble of, hey, I'm a believer. How come I still have this trouble? Uh, And he says, well, because um, you don't have a heart to hear what I have to say. And that's all you require to have a heart to hear a lot of people think you can't hear, so why bother? And he said, well, you don't have mm-hmm. a hard heart to hear because you've never been taught that you can. So, right. uh, so what we're trying to say is you can and have a heart to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love, even as you talk about that, I think um, you've, you've word, used the word a couple times already since we've started this series, neglect. You right. know, don't neglect to hear. And I think that's a big deal because I think if you ask a lot of people, they will say, I have a heart to hear, I'd like to hear, but their actions do not reflect their heart in the fact that they're not making the time or space and truly neglecting it out of busyness, out of distraction. And the reality is that reveals that the priority is not there for the heart to hear. Right. And so I think that's something we have to pay attention to is if we're saying we have a heart, but we don't actually take the time to to process and to push into that then we need to back up and ask god to to show me my heart yes, yes. and and there's some heart correction in that right yep yeah, yeah. and the uh, uh i think i shared the story of you know when i was learning it uh that uh the person that was helping me uh said go go really process uh surrender and andrew murray's mm-hmm. book absolute surrender and as I was learning that, um, it wasn't that I actually fully surrendered. It's that I have a willingness to surrender. Yes. Because um, uh, that surrender is going to be a process every time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so that um, 
as I then recognized, the, one of the key elements that I was missing was that um, I didn't understand that I needed to be willing to be made willing to surrender. Uh, say that again. That's huge. I think I think a lot of people miss that very point, if you can say that again. Yeah, that um, because if you look at it and you say, well, I have to fully surrender in order to hear his voice. Well, interesting enough, because of, of the Holy Spirit's work, he actually says, you can't get there by yourself. Right. Um, and actually, if you work at it, I'm going to surrender, I'm going to surrender, I'm going to surrender. You actually get less able to surrender. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he says, I just need you to be willing to be made willing. Uh, Right. And just say, I recognize that I have to be in the kingdom, surrender to your will. Um, And think about it, and I I understood this when I was learning it, is that um, if if I hear his voice, I will know, I will begin to know his will. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in order to begin to know his will, I have to be able to hear his voice. If I'm going to hear his voice, do I need to know his will? No, because you, <laughs> because <laughs> you can't know his will until you hear his voice. So mm-hmm. in order to hear his voice, you have to surrender to his will. But all you have to do is be ma- willing to be made willing. Is that right? Um, I'll pursue it. And then as I pursue it, there'll be these experiences. You'll start to hear his voice in order mm-hmm. to discover his will. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really pretty cool. And it's, you know, and as he does that, even as you described that um, process, you know, that, that on your trip and you're in Strasbourg and him just telling you step by step. I think that's such a beautiful example. If you missed that one, go back and listen to yesterday's episode because it's a great example. But I think it's so beautiful just to show, like, I believe he knows we need practice at this, right. you know, right. <laughs> it, and, and he is so willing and so patient to just take us step by step. And hey, I'm saying this. Will you trust me when I say it this time? Yes. Take this next step. And then, hey, I'm saying something again. Do you trust that you hear my voice? Trust that you hear my voice. And let's see what happens. This is adventure. That's right. And he literally will just walk you into learning to trust the hearing. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to experience it. And as you experience it, you now know. um, And we know also that uh, in life, uh, there are other voices. There's you know, my self-centered voice, mm-hmm. uh, there is the voice of the enemy. There's a voice mm-hmm. of other well-meaning people that aren't understanding. There's a, there's a voice of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's lots of voices out there. Yeah. And, and there's just plain noise out there. And there's right? noise, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, we have to be able to learn to distinguish, you know, hearing mm-hmm. his voice and to recognize it uh, and that, when I experienced that, um, it was recognizable mm-hmm. and it began to build my ability mm-hmm. to hear and to distinguish uh, right. because you, you begin to realize when God speaks, when he interrupts, when he answers, you know, you know, you know that this is from him mm-hmm. and we don't have to, fr- we don't have to wonder about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because see the the problem, and this is this is a question. This is a funny question. 
that I get all the time, but I get it from people that haven't heard his voice. Mm. And here's the question. How do I distinguish between his voice and other voices? Right. Uh, Because they're thinking there's all these other voices. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I have to pick and choose and understand what it is? Right. And my answer is, well, when you begin to experience it, you'll know Mm -hmm. what it is. You'll see, you'll understand it. And when you start to understand it, it's not at all a question you ever ask again. You know. Yeah. Now you yeah. have you have other voices, and when you're not surrendered in your will, you know, if I walk outside the kingdom and I want my own will, well, I'm going to hear my own voice, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not even looking to hear God's voice. Uh, but when I'm walking in the kingdom with a heart to walk with Him, I know His voice, and it's not it's mm-hmm. not it's not fuzzy. And, uh, yeah. and go ahead. I was just going to say, even in that, as you're describing that, I think there's an important element to remind people that. Part of that simply comes from spending time with him, you know, just like I'm on the beach with all my kids when they're toddlers or whatever. And I hear somebody call mom. Well, I guarantee you there are 20 other kids calling mom at the same time. Yet I know my child's voice because I've spent time with them. Yeah. And so you can distinguish it so readily simply from building that intimacy and hearing it over and over and over again, right? Yeah, yeah. And that spending time in his word, giving him vocabulary to speak to you and just enjoying building that relationship. As you build that relationship, it becomes so familiar that it's it's easy to know it's him. Yeah, yeah. And, right? then, and then on the other side of it, um, take that same scenario. You're at the beach. Uh, you have a little two-year-old. Um, and you yell out, you mm-hmm. yell, yell out, Hey son. Right. Well, there's 30 sons out there. Yep. There's only one that turns around. Yes. Um, okay. How come? Well, they, because he knows his mom's voice. <laughs> they see, they know your voice mm-hmm. and it doesn't even register with the other 20 to mm-hmm. even think about it because they know that's not calling me. Right, um, right. That's how it works. So, well, okay, now think about that. How did that two-year-old get to the place where when you say son, he turns around, he spends time with you Absolutely. every day listening to your voice mm-hmm. and it becomes recognizable. And the, the longer that happens, the more more easy it becomes to identify it because there's a practice of it. There's an experience right. of it. And, it right. uh, and even think um, in that scenario that we're trying to use as an analogy, if you only talk to your son mm-hmm. once a month, right? would they even hear you? They wouldn't know you. They still wouldn't know your voice. No. Uh, it would have to be all the time. And that hearing, which is, you know, from the time they're a toddler, a toddler meaning, you know, an infant, you know, one week old, you're speaking, you're talking, you're giving your voice. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they come, they come and hear it, hear it, hear it. Why? Because every single day right. you're speaking, even though they don't understand it yet. But mm-hmm. there's recognition. Right, um, right. And that's really what we're trying to teach is that. Uh, if you have a heart to go, be made willing, willing to be made willing, uh, that God will speak. You'll start to hear his voice and then you'll start to learn all the elements of God speaking to you personally. 
and all it requires is, is a heart to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and we actually have a great verse to, uh, as we're trying to set this up, uh, Revelation 3, uh, 20 to 22. This is an interesting verse because um, it's used generally in the church as a uh, invitation uh, to come to know Christ um, from an unbeliever to a believer. Mm -hmm. But the context here is he's speaking to the church. Mm -hmm. So it's really to believer. Hmm. And he makes a statement that is important for us to understand. And go ahead and read that. Uh, uh, Revelation sure. 3, 20 to 22. Says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, you, 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 when you look at scripture, you have to receive what it says. First of all, this is talking to uh, the church. And then he says, I'm speaking to the church. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, hey, by the way, I'm speaking to the church. Well, okay, yeah, I guess we could lift it off as an unbeliever, but primarily it's to the church. Right. Because um, that's what he says. So you got to receive it, what it says. Okay, what does he say? If I'm going to knock at the door, mm -hmm. if what? If you hear my voice yeah. and open the door. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there's two steps. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to be trying to get your attention. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, now he, he says, as I'm trying to get your attention, I will be doing what? Speaking. I'll be speaking, right. Because I give a condition. Mm -hmm. um, if you hear my voice, mm -hmm. you got to open the door. Okay, now... Um, Think about, and he's using this interesting analogy, getting your attention. If you hear my voice, let me in. What, mm -hmm. what is he implying? If it's not me, I don't open the door. Right. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. But if it's me and you hear my voice, we'll open the door. Um, in other mm -hmm. words, welcome me in to your life. Um, because I just said something, and that's what happened with me, is that um, I wanted to understand it. He said, okay, pay attention. And the, the, for me, the paying attention was to uh, go into this aspect of surrender, to go at, uh, into the aspect of the kingdom. Um, and I was, in, I was paying attention, mm -hmm. and he's knocking at the door, are you interested? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when you hear my voice, let's go. Right. And that's what happened. I, I, I paid attention. I paid attention. I paid attention. Hey, there's a knocking there. I heard him. Right. Now, Richie, you're going to receive me and let's go. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what happened. He says, what does he say? Let me come in and do what? Dine with you. And dine with you. We're going to have fellowship. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be in conversation. We're going to be in dialogue. We're going to be just enjoying life together. And as we do that, um, and see, he's trying, to, he's trying to give a microcosm 
of everything that's just about ready to happen is that first, you will hear my voice welcome me. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't reject it. Welcome me. We'll do fellowship together. You'll start to understand more. You'll start to receive my voice more. You'll start to enjoy me more and I get to enjoy you. If you do that, I'm going to bring you with me to overcoming mm -hmm. the trouble of the world that you're facing all the time by what? Staying with me and hearing, mm -hmm. my, hearing my voice and let me fulfill what I'm about ready to do in your personal life by leading you into my will, you know, to overcome. And it's more than just uh, truth uh, of the scripture, which is setting it up, but it's personal application of where to go specifically to your situation. You know, so like, mm -hmm. like you had uh, the other day, uh, we had talked about the difference where uh, the Bible says, Go get your job settled first, then build your house. And then when, while you build your house, mm -hmm. uh, get in fellowship with other people. Um, and you wanted to know what verse that was. Well, that's in Proverbs. Right. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's 24. Is that right? Proverbs 24. Uh, yeah, you said 24, 27. 27. Yeah, 24, 27. Um, and it says, uh, prepare uh, your work. Make, mm -hmm. make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. Uh, hmm. So he tells us this really sequence is that don't do it the other way around. It doesn't say go build your house and then prepare your work. Mm -hmm. It's get your work settled and that will then dictate where you're supposed to build your house. And then as you look at building your house, um, there's another... You know, this is in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10. Um, and uh, uh, it says, um, uh, verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And he's talking there mm -hmm. about, uh, I'm going to deliver promises to you if you come and be with me and walk with me. Uh, he says, and let us consider... Uh, one another in order to stir up love and good works in verse 25, not forsaking mm -hmm. the assembly of ourselves together as is a manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching, which by the way, and Kathy and I can, can uh, receive this, uh, when he's talking about the day approaching, it's the end. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking, we have a Friday you know, in our podcast, End Times Fridays, our because End Times Fridays, we, think yeah. it, we think it may be approaching. He said it's even more, I mean, it's interesting, he even says it. It's even more critical mm -hmm. as you approach the end to get your, uh, your community, have your community right. together. Uh, so he says, do not forsake being in community with other people. It's critical. Mm -hmm. So it's critical to walk with me hear my voice, and it's critical to have others assist you and you assist them in hearing my voice. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we set it up as go establish your job. Once you establish your job, then you'll know where to put your work and you triangulate your, your fellowship with that place. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all true, right, in Scripture. We, not fuzzy. 
The question is what? Well, where exactly is that? Mm-hmm. And that's the specific will of, vo- of God that you have to hear his voice. And I have, right. to, I have to direct you to that specific job. I have to direct you to that specific fellowship. I have to direct you to that specific house because it all fits together and it's personal and you can't get there unless you hear my voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about it. If I don't hear his voice and I know, okay, I need to go do that. If you don't hear his voice, how do you do it? On your own logic, on your own, you know, just your own will yeah. in the natural, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's called walking by sight. Mm-hmm. Um, what I figure out on my own, and, right. and I'm going to figure out what I think is a good idea at the moment. Right. That isn't that a good thing because I like that. Well, I'll just go do that. Yeah. And then, by the way, the thought is, if it's not God's will, he'll block it all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. One of the things I hear most often um, that frustrates me is, well, I'm just praying for open and closed doors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he does definitively use open and closed doors, but don't let that preclude the speaking and the hearing because that is how he gets us to where he needs us to be. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I think so often that is... You know, that's almost like the closest people are willing to get to hearing is just letting him open or close the door. Yeah, yeah. And think you know, about... And, we and have, they'll settle for that. And we have great examples. So think of um, uh, Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, they even had heard God's voice. Uh, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have a baby. Uh, you'll have offspring. Uh, they weren't having it. It wasn't being fulfilled in their timing. Mm-hmm. So they decided... Well, I guess we should just go do this on our own. Right. And why don't you go in and have, uh, you know, uh, Hagar and have a baby with her. Right. Uh, and and that, I've heard you describe that before as basically knocking the door down. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to go do that. And again, when if people think, well, God will prevent that because it wasn't his will. Well, no, you got to look at the truth of that. What did God do? Nothing. See, he said, OK. Right. Um, why? Well, you never making a choice outside of the kingdom. You never came and asked me Mm -hmm. to assist you when you were struggling with why isn't this happening? Legitimate question. Right. But you didn't come to listen to what I have to say because you didn't come to hear, hear what I have to say. You decided your own path. I'm allowing you to fulfill your own path, even though God says, I know the consequences, which is what? the source of, of the Muslims against the Jews mm-hmm. worldwide for throughout history. Uh, right. That's Ishmael and, and Isaac, you know, and so kind of, it's kind of a big consequence. Uh, right. But God said, well, yeah, because the consequence is too much, I'll prevent it. No. Okay. If that's, if that's where you're going to go and you don't even ask me, right. uh, that, then I'll let you do it. So we got to be careful that we don't and that's where that, that neglect comes in that you talk about too, because sometimes we do go to like Abraham and Sarah did to the hearing and we hear a promise and then we hijack the promise and we neglect to continue to walk with him step by step into it. We hear the promise and decide we're going to go make it happen the way we want it to happen. Yeah. So if you take, you know, that simple little verse in uh, revelation, mm-hmm. um, I would like you to pay attention. Um, when you hear my voice, which I will 
speak, you mm-hmm. will you will recognize it. Uh, let me in. Um, welcome me to now have fellowship with you mm-hmm. as a normal way of life. And our continuing dialogue will proceed and you'll start to understand it pretty quick mm-hmm. um, of what this is like. Uh, and now we're in fellowship. You're abiding. Uh, when you do that, I'm going to take you with me toward overcoming. Mm-hmm. And what do we need to overcome? Well, the world, and remember in John 16, 33, says in the world, you're going to have lots of trouble. Right. Because it's under the control of the enemy and I'm not removing that or I'm not removing you. But don't fret. I've overcome all that and I will overcome it in your life as you uh, experience trouble. How? By, by walking with me and listening to my voice step by step by step for me to mm-hmm. get you in the right place with the right people at the right time for me to fulfill the overcoming. Um, mm-hmm. And it won't be something that you resolve permanently. It'll be, I got, I got resolution on this one. There'll be another one. And then there'll be another one. There'll be another one. Why? Because you're in a world of trouble. So he said, right. the rest of your life, you will be experiencing hearing my voice. And the wonderful truth about that is I'm going to overcome all of your circumstances. Mm, and you're going to so walk, good. you're going to walk with me into it and you can trust it and you can enjoy it. But the critical piece of all of that, mm-hmm. you got to hear my voice. Yes. Um, learn it, receive it, and then let's go. And you'll start to have life and you'll start to experience it in a way different way, mm-hmm. which is what you and I can say. And I can say this to people that I got a problem. I'm in trouble. I know, I guarantee you that God, mm-hmm. God will resolve it and will de- deliver to you the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. All things work together for good in this situation. Right. And the requirement is you got to abide and hear his voice. Uh, mm-hmm. So he says it all in that, in two verses, he kind of lays it all out and says, this is really how it is. So Father, we just thank you for the truth of that that um, you want us to pay attention, which is what we're tr- Kathy and I are trying to do is raise that up. Uh, we pray that everybody listening will hear your voice, mm-hmm. welcome you, learn to dialogue with you and just have fellowship with you around the table and then recognize that you're gonna lead them to uh, overcoming all of their issues and all of the problems of life and all the decisions of life because you have the power to, you have the heart to, and the promise to, and that we will experience it, not be exempt from it, but rather overcome it. And we praise you and we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Rich. And thank you for joining us. If you have questions from today, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com. And we would love to talk about them on air. Yep. We'll see you then. Until next time. We'll see you then. Okay. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, 
God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.